0: This is Rising Up with Sonali and I'm your host Sonali Kolhatkar. You can watch this program on Free Speech TV and listen to it on community and independent radio stations nationwide. There are exceedingly few pieces of legislation that Senate Democrats and Republicans can agree on these days and actually pass into law. Not the voting rights bill or infrastructure spending, but often military spending, and most recently, a lengthy bill to counteract the influence of China on the world stage. A massive 1,400-page bill called the United States Innovation and Competition Act of 2021, introduced by Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, could have been written by Republicans. My guest calls it a, quote, manifesto of China hate. Marcy Winograd is co-founder of the Progressive Caucus of the California Democratic Party, blogger for LA Progressive, former congressional peace candidate and coordinator of Code Pink Congress. She spearheads their Capitol Hill calling parties to mobilize co-sponsors and votes for peace and foreign policy legislation. She just co-wrote an article in Salon.com with Medea Benjamin, Cold. Chuck Schumer wants to pump up Cold War with China at the planet's expense. Welcome to the program, Marcy.
1: Thank you so much, Sonali. It's a great pleasure to be with you again.
0: So I, as I said, it's uh, rare to see Republicans and Democrats agree on anything. They often agree on military spending as the one sort of issue that unites them or you know, war fighting in general. Uh, But here we have them with this bill that, as I said, could have been written by Republicans. And it's sort of surprising to see Chuck Schumer put this forward. It's a very extensive bill. You write that it went through six committees. How would you summarize the most problematic
1: aspects of this bill from your perspective? Sonali, the bill funds science and technology hubs and uh, uh, grant programs for schools and colleges but the most problematic aspects are the increases in weapon sales to the Indo Pacific, that's Japan, countries that surround countries and islands that surround China, the language around increasing forward deployed troops, uh, the prioritizing of Taiwan autonomy, sovereignty, whatever you want to call it, as a major defense pri- priority, a, a goal for us, which which is really quite frightening given Ellsberg's recent Daniel Ellsberg's recent revelations that in the late fifties, Pentagon planners wanted to target China for a first nuclear strike uh, over the future of Taiwan. Uh, even understanding that, that China, Russia, one of these powers might retaliate either with conventional or nuclear weapons that would cause grave losses for the United States. So it's the increased militarism that's of great concern. It's, it's the war prep- preparedness for, for going to war with China. It's almost an underlying assumption. Well, it's, it's under the banner of deterrence that we, you know, we have to build up our military in the Indo-Pacific. We have to make Taiwan uh, sovereignty a, an absolute priority in the name of deterrence. So that's one problem with the bill. There are other problems, however. Uh, Although the bill includes language challenging the current climate of Asian uh, racism towards Asian, Asian hate, saying we don't want any part of that. At the same time, it gins it up because the whole bill rests on rivalry with China. It's like the last gasp of a dying empire, Never do you read that there are 1.4 billion people in China, it's the world's largest exporter, uh, and it owns a trillion dollars, over a trillion dollars of our debt. So what would happen if they called in that debt? You know, the dollar would plummet, our economy our economy would uh, slow to a crawl or a standstill, but that's not part of the equation. This bill is really about ginning up hatred toward China.
0: What about the issue of the climate? Uh, for years, the United States had pointed to uh, large emitters like China, uh, who, of course, per capita are still emitting fewer greenhouse gases than the United States. Uh, and uh, we're basically able to say, well, we can't reduce emissions because China or because uh, India, etc." And then, of course, we've had the Paris Accord, which the Biden administration just reinstated. Although modest, it is a very important step to addressing the climate. How does this bill address the issue of U.S.-China cooperation, which is desperately needed on the issue of climate. Is it even um, address or is it even calling for
1: cooperation? Sonali, I read the entire (laughs) 1,445 page bill that Senator Schumer has introduced, the U.S. Innovation and Competition Act of 2021, which may go to a vote this week in the Senate and is likely to pass. I read the entire bill and I don't recall reading a a sentence, a word about the climate agreement that our climate envoy John Kerry recently negotiated with China. This was last April in the run-up to the Biden world summit on climate. So this climate agreement that was negotiated basically commits us to two things. One, to work collaboratively to strengthen the enforcement of the Paris accord. And two, to work collaboratively with China to set strategies and goals for reaching carbon neutrality. Not a word is mentioned. Now there's a companion bill in the house. It's a little different. It it is different. Uh, It's been introduced by Representative Meeks of New York and that is called the Eagle Act. That funds infrastructure, but also there's a lot of this uh, militarism against China embedded in the bill. And it's quite remarkable
0: that we actually had this, uh, you know, document created by, you know, not some fringe uh, Bernie Sanders type, if you will, not that we think Bernie Sanders is fringe, but, you know, according to the center of the Democratic Party, uh, it's it was written by John Kerry. Um, the fact that there was this very forward thinking and progressive leaning, um, you know, document laying out collaboration with China uh, presented by none other than John Kerry, and then to have some Someone like chuck schumer again not some someone who occupies the center of the democratic party not the left or the right to just ignore this carry document was was quite strange
1: i think for senator schumer he wants a jobs bill he wants a bill that's going to fund science and technology and so to get it passed he got into bed so to speak with republicans And maybe not with Republicans, maybe with some right-wing Democrats, absolutely, like Senator Robert Menendez of New Jersey, who chairs the Senate uh, uh, Foreign Affairs Committee, Foreign Relations Committee, who had initially written the Strategic Competition Act, which is a lot of the language, ginning up hate toward China, uh, increased militarism, more weapons sales, more mock nuclear strikes, they call them military exercises. Uh, in the Indo-Pacific. So that bill was adopted, well, folded into Chuck Schumer's bill. And then there's a lot of language that you you just like, who wrote this, right? Who is in the room? Obviously six committees and to get the Republicans on board, uh, they also included suspect language that takes us back to the era of McCarthyism. There's actually a sentence in the bill that says schools and state legislatures must identify and remain vigilant about the influence of the Chinese Communist Party. And in fact,
0: there's a lot of references to China's uh, version of socialism, and uh, the, the bill seems to spread this notion that China is trying to indoctrinate American kids about its superior version of socialism. Um, and even, you point out, takes aim at those cities in the United States that have had sister cities, uh, agreements with Chinese cities. Uh, the, the, that That's supposed to be about international cooperation and diplomacy from the city to city level, but this federal bill takes aim at that. I mean, this seems to be a, a win for Republicans. It seems to basically be, let's let's get in bed with Republicans as you suggested Schirmer was doing.
1: Yes, I think Republicans will have a hard time voting against this bill because of the increased militarism and the priority it places on Taiwan as as a, a place that we must defend no matter what, and that's very dangerous.
0: But I mean, Democrats have done this before, right? Democrats have tried to appeal to them to Republicans because they think if they meet them and 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 agree to their agenda, Republicans will actually come on board. Usually, unless it's military uh, spending, Republicans <laughs> simply vote no no matter what. They will vote down their own agenda if Democrats are the ones presenting it because they do not wanna give Democrats a legislative win. So in the end, we just have the effect or the the conclusion of Democrats moving to the right and nothing actually being achieved.
1: Nothing except increased militarism, uh, war preparedness, China hate, and you know obviously there are grave concerns about reports of human rights abuses in China, uh, forced labor against the Uyghurs, involving the Uyghurs in internment camps. Uh, this is also mentioned in the bill, and it, it mandates a, a diplomatic boycott of the Winter Olympics in China. But instead of saying this is a diplomatic issue in which there is no military solution, this bill pursues military solutions to the rivalry with China. And it's almost, like somebody forgot their cup of coffee in, I think it was 2013, when China launched its Belt and Road Initiative, which is uh, an initiative campaign to connect Asia. With Europe and Africa involves 70 countries, investments by China in 70 different countries to build infrastructure, roads, highways, airports, connecting them. And suddenly, somebody woke up and said, "Oh my gosh, you know, uh, we're about to lose our place on the on the global stage as the ruler of the of the world, and we can't have this. And this is why we must go forward in, in challenging China, even though it's a little late, really."
0: So Marcy this is a bill that is one of many that is before the Senate uh, what priority do you think this is going to be taking we, we you know we need to pass the for the people act um the, the country really needs the for the people act which we now know that uh, democrat joe manchin has said that he will vote against because he thinks it's too partisan he's also supported the filibuster um there's the infrastructure bill that's desperately needed there's you know so many Important issues, important to the people of this country, that the Senate is, you know really should be prioritizing. is this China bill going to
1: eclipse all of them? I don't see how it cannot. If you look at Chuck Schumer's Twitter feed and I just checked it before for this interview, you'll see that he talks about uh, the Senate, about to confirm the first federal judge, I think, for the Biden administration, and and I was a little aghast when I read that, because if I were Chuck Schumer, if I were Joe Biden, that would be my number one priority to approve as many judges, because that's filibuster proof. They don't need 60 votes to approve judges, you know. Uh, So this has got to take somewhat of a backseat to, to the other items on the table and there is you know there's a lot of pushback about the voting rights bill that we need that that's a priority absolutely but you know we've got to continue this campaign against china <laughs> and uh, and that's what he seems to be intent on doing so when we
0: um you know the, one of the other issues is that this, bill isn't getting very much pushback from mainstream, corporate mainstream media. It's a bill that had it been introduced by Republicans during the Trump administration, I imagine the New York Times and the Washington Post would be all over how the Republicans are taking aim at China, feeding anti-China hate, stoking anti-Asian racism here in the United States. Do you think that just because this is being introduced in a Democratic administration by Democrats, the New York Times and the Post are sort of you know, not really
1: covering it critically if they're covering it at all. I agree with you, Sonali. There has been a blanket of silence from the corporate media and Democrats about the threats in this bill, not only to, to peace, to global stability, but to domestic civil rights, to free speech. You know, if, if people attending universities feel like they are being watched uh, to ensure that they are not uh, too too closely aligned, not with not necessarily with Chinese the Chinese Communist Party, but the ideals of socialism of collective good. Uh, I mean, there are, there are lots of possibilities for suppression on our university campuses written into this bill. Hmm. And uh, I reached out, you know, in the best that I could in this short time frame to some of those involved in union organizing and administration of universities about the threats in this bill. I know there was some concern initially, there was a lot of support, I believe, from the American Association of Universities. I've got that name wrong, forgive me, but uh, there was a lot of support because of the investment in science and technology, we're talking about artificial intelligence and robotics. Uh, but then there were, there were concerns as well expressed because the bill threatens to withhold money from universities that receive money from what they call Confucius Institutes in China to partner together to teach Chinese and Chinese culture. So there is concern about that. You mentioned the Sister Cities program before. I've always been an admirer admirer of this program. Uh, This is an example of people-to-people diplomacy. This bill calls for a comptroller report on the entire Sister Cities program to examine the possibility that people involved in this program have come under the influence of the Chinese Communist Party or are doing the bid of Chinese communists. Now, interestingly, I took a look at Chuck Schumer's State of New York to see if they had any sister city relationships with China and many, many uh, New York City partners with Beijing to start. Hmm. Uh, so, interesting. We'll see what that, it, what about, interesting. Let's,
0: let's talk about President Biden. This was one of the issues, one of the sticking points that progressives pointed out during his campaign for president, that he seemed very sort of uh, enthusiastic about this issue around china and american competitiveness and how you know the u.s needs to compete better and china's violating trade rules etc um on tuesday uh the biden justice uh the the biden administration has um announced a supply chain strike force quote unquote to target china on trade strike force force really invoking this militaristic uh kind of rhetoric and the biden administration and president biden himself definitely seem to have this thirst for going after china does this bill i mean forget about getting in bed with republicans does this bill show that schumer is trying to appease the president himself
1: that's very possible uh president biden took his lead actually from president obama in this pivot to asia we see our our troops leaving afghanistan i'm glad for that Uh, But not so that we can pivot to Asia and send more of them over to the South China Sea to, God forbid, have to fight a war with China. These are two nuclear powers. I mean, this is so ill-advised, so misguided, this bill of Chuck Schumer's as well as President Biden's militarism toward Asia. We, the United States and China, are the two countries who are most responsible for fossil fuel emissions. We're facing an existential climate crisis. We can't deny that. To go to war with China with words or worse with deeds is sabotaging our future for our children and our grandchildren.
0: Marcy, do you suggest that uh, people contact uh, their own senator and even Schumer directly to really uh, <laughs> um, discourage this bill from going forward and, and you know, at least be rewritten with some nod toward the John Kerry document that's much more progressive?
1: Yes, I would. I would ask everybody, get on, get on the phone, call your senator, send your senator an email right now, don't wait, because this bill may be voted on this week uh, and say, vote no on the U.S. Innovation and Competition Act of 2021, or at the very least, amend the bill to untether science and technology innovation from rivalry and war preparedness with China. We also wanna reach out to our congressional reps, our our representatives in the House, because this bill will probably go go to the House. Well, it will go to the House if it's passed, and we want to oppose it in the House. As I mentioned earlier, there is a similar bill that's been introduced by Gregory Meeks of New York, Representative Meeks, who chairs the House Foreign Affairs Committee. Uh, And it, you can tell when you read the bill that there were more progressive voices in the room because it does include much greater emphasis on diplomacy and collaboration to fight the climate crisis. But it also includes a lot of those objectionable elements of Schumer's bill involving increased missile sales to countries and islands in the South China Sea weaponizing them mock strikes uh, military strikes in the area and this is all very dangerous in addition there's one other aspect of the bill i'm not an expert on artificial intelligence but we're throwing we're going to be throwing a lot of money we're talking about mm, nearly 200 billion dollars into robotics, artificial intelligence, STEM programs, science, technology, engineering, and math, which are many, to many, uh, to a large extent, they are pipelines to military contractors and to the oil industry. So we want to ask questions about how this money is going to be used. And there is a section in the bill that talks about ceding almost absolute power to the Secretary of Homeland Security to marshal the nation's cybersecurity and artificial intelligence resources in the event of a significant incident. What is a significant significant incident? Well, it could be a threat to national security. It could be a threat to the food supply, but it could also be what they call or what Schumer has termed a threat to public confidence. Hmm.
0: Well, Marcy, I wanna thank you so much for joining us today. We'll post a link to your Salon article from our website, so people can read the whole piece, uh, which also links directly to the 1400 page bill. Thank you so much, Marcy. Thank you, Sonali. Marcy Winograd is co-founder of the Progressive Caucus of the California Democratic Party, blogger for LA Progressive, former congressional peace candidate, and coordinator of Code Pink Congress. She just wrote an article with Medea Benjamin in Salmon.com called Chuck Schumer Wants to Pump Up Cold War with China at the Planet's Expense. I'm Sonali Kohatkar. online at RisingUpWithSonali.com, where you can sign up for our newsletter and watch all our video interviews. Find our audio podcast on iTunes and Spotify, and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at RU. Witz-on-Ali,